Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. This is Pastor Sam from Northern California. It's great to be with you today. We're going to be looking at uh, Parsha Pehude, found in Exodus 38.21 through uh, 40.38. And uh, it's great to have you with us today. This is, a, well, I, I think an interesting section of scripture. Um, we're going to actually be looking at a very specific, a very small portion of the Torah portion. Actually, Exodus 38, 24 through 26 today, which is just about three verses. But um, let's pray before we do that. Alvinu, Malkinu, our Father, our King, we come to you right now. And we pray that you will give us understanding of your Torah by your Ruch HaKodesh. And we thank you so much for giving us the Torah and giving us your word and we pray once again that you will help us to understand it today in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right so the passage we're going to be looking at I'm going to go ahead and read through it. It says in Exodus 38 24 through 26 it says all the gold that was used in all the work of the holy place that is the gold of the offering was 29 talents and 730 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And the silver from those who were numbered of the congregation was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A beka for each man, that is half a shekel, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. For everyone included in the numbering from 20 years old and above, for 603,550 men. Okay, so this is what we're going to be talking about here. You have gold that was brought in the offering uh, from the people of Israel, and they brought, you know, it says they brought their earrings and their rings and anything that was made of gold, and they brought that to Moses when he asked for gold for the, for the sanctuary. And um, they brought that to Moses, and that totaled 730, well, 29 talents, was 29 talents, and 730 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Uh, quite a bit of gold, uh, quite a bit of gold, um, probably millions and millions of dollars worth of gold. Um, it was necessary that they have quite a bit of gold, because as you know, there are things that have to be made of gold that God required to be made of, of solid gold. Um, the angels, uh, you know, the cherubim that were over the mercy seat were supposed to be a one hammered piece of gold. The, uh, the menorah uh, in the holy place was supposed to also be out of, you know, uh, hammered gold. Um, so there was a lot of aspects of, there was a lot of things that needed to be made of gold. Uh, if they weren't made of gold, they at least needed to have a gold covering over top of them. And um, so, you know, it, it was neat that the people were so excited about being able to bring uh, an offering that, you know, they brought so much gold and so much silver and so many other things that Moses finally had to say, hey, that's enough. We have enough. Um, that would be uh, neat if that was a problem today. 
uh, many times we give God, you know, exactly what we're supposed to, or many times not even that. And uh, we kind of complain about that too. And I'm just, I'm not just talking about tithing at church. I'm, I'm talking about our time, you know, um, just our attitude many times towards God, you know, and we forget that all of it comes from him to begin with. Well, the, these people at this particular time were very willing to give and they brought a bunch of gold. You also see, and, and the silver from those who were numbered of the congregation was also 100 talents and 1,775 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Um, a bika for each man, that is a half shekel, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. So that second part where the silver actually came from was the men who were numbered uh, from 20 years old and above for you know, uh, for 603,550 men. So there are 603,550 men. That's quite a, quite a few people. And each one of them had to give a half shekel. Um, and it was a silver, silver shekel. So, uh, you know, I find that kind of interesting because uh, we know that uh, there was 20 pieces of silver that they gave, uh, you know, that they gave Judas to betray uh, Jesus and, um, you know, that he was willing to do that. Well, um, you know, those those 20 pieces of silver very well could have been uh, money from the numbering of the men. And it might have been where they got that from. Um, but these, uh, this silver is going to be used for different, um, different things, different items that God is requiring for the tabernacle. And, you know, there's something kind of cool about that, that the money that is coming from these men who were counted, uh, not just so that they would know how many men there were 20 years old and above, but they were counted actually for the purpose of war. And when Israel had to go to war, when they had to fight their, their uh, um, different nations, when there were people that came against them, um, they were able to, be, if they had an accurate count, they knew um, how many men they had. And so when they went against other nations, uh, especially nations that were attacking them or whatever, they could be prepared to um, defend themselves. They could be prepared to go and, especially when they went into Canaan, they knew how many men they had. So they could fight their battles with, in a knowledgeable way. Well, this money that was given uh, for the counting, for uh, uh, the numbering of the men, uh, actually, this is where it went. It went to the building of the sanctuary and the building of the items within the sanctuary uh, or within the tabernacle. So, um, I don't know. I just find that kind of interesting. And, and you know, the, the even today, uh, as we... Uh, you know, we're called to give. The purpose of, of giving should really be to go to um, the work of the Lord and to continue to help to build his tabernacle. And I'm not talking the physical church as much as I'm talking the body of Christ, the, the people that make up the church, you know, going to um, discipleship, going to uh, helping in some some cases, maybe time, uh, you know, there's there's benevolence that's needed, um, but also you know 
uh, to the bettering of of the whole body um, of of Christ. Uh, you know, obviously there are people that uh, their job is to do the service. Um, you know, and that was true back then too. There were the priests and there were the Levites and all of the different kinds of priests, and they actually that was their job was to uh, serve in the the tabernacle of the Lord. Um, and so they are, uh, they also get the benefit of that. They would get food from the sacrifices, not the best portion. The best portion would always go to God. The fat portions would go to God. There were some portions that would just get thrown out and burned completely, but the really good parts were set aside for God. But the rest of that was food for the priest. Um, so what we see here, this is prior, obviously, to... Uh, the tabernacle being built is when they're still in process, uh, is that this money, uh, both the gold and the silver here, is used for uh, holy items, holy items that are going to be um, consecrated and uh, used in the tabernacle itself. Um, for us today, uh, is there any direct application? Well, um, maybe not in the sense that uh, we don't have a tabernacle or a temple. Um, in fact, it says for those of us who believe and trust in Yeshua, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. So there's not a need for a physical temple today. Um, you know, do we have a need for churches? Uh, somebody can make a case for that, that there's a need for synagogues and there's a need for churches in that sense that there's a need for a place where we can gather together and fellowship and and worship uh, the one true God. Um, but it doesn't have to be specifically a church. We can do that anywhere. We can do that in any building. Um, it's been nice, uh, especially in in uh, in our country here, that we have the freedom to build buildings that are specifically for the purpose of worshiping God. But um, that is not necessary. It's not something we have to have. It's something that if we have the freedom, it's something that it's good to have. Um, so anyways, uh, it's interesting. Now, uh, synagogues, synagogues were around at the time of Yeshua. Um, you know, they've been around for a long time, even before Yeshua came. You know, synagogues are a place not only to worship God, but also a place to read the word. Remember back then, they didn't have, uh, everybody didn't have their own Torah. Uh, they went to the synagogue to learn Torah, and they memorized large sections of, of the Torah and the Tanakh, which are the writings of the prophets and, and you know, the Psalms and all of that. They, they spent a lot of time uh, memorizing that because uh, they had to come to the synagogue uh, to hear the, the word of God. Uh, today, uh, we have so much access to God's Word, both the Torah and the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah, the New Covenant. It's very easy to get a hold of a Bible today. Um, what a blessed time we live in, and, and not just a physical Bible. You can go online to read the Bible. You can read it off your phone. There's lots of different ways. What, you know, that is really very special. It's very special. Um, you know, there are countries even today that don't allow you to have Bibles even on your phone. Um, I don't know if this was just a rumor, but 
Uh, it sounds like something that was probably happening. Um, I heard that the Taliban was searching people's phones, and if they found a Bible on it, they would kill them. Uh, they wouldn't even ask questions. If there was a, a Bible on the phone, uh, they would just kill the person. Um, definitely imprison them, but I, I heard they were just killing them. So, um, you know, that's intense, intense persecution. Um, however, however, uh, we live in a culture and a society here in the West where Bibles are allowed, the Tanakh is allowed, the Torah is allowed, and we can even come together in buildings for the uh, main purpose, the main purpose of worshiping God and learning about him through his word. What a blessing. We should not take that for granted. We don't know and we're not assured that that's going to go on forever. So while we have it, while we have God's word, we should be memorizing it. We should be learning it. We should be applying it to our lives and treasuring it because it is something worthy of treasuring. And um, so anyways, um, today uh, we kind of got a little bit off of what the Torah was focusing on. But it's interesting to find, at least to me, to find that this money, at least part of this money, the silver, comes from those who were numbered for battle. Um, so thank you for joining me today. And um, I just pray that you have a good week. I know one thing that is definitely on all of our hearts is um, the need to pray for the people in, in Ukraine and what's going on with the situation in Russia. And so... As we close, why don't we pray uh, not only that God continues to quicken our hearts with his word, but that um, there's you know, some, some aspect, some way to bring peace to that situation. And that the, the killing and the bloodshed, and specifically of the innocent people, uh, cease, ceases. Um, I have people that I know that live in the Ukraine. Uh, I have been to the Ukraine and, and to Russia as well. And it's just really sad what is going on right now. So let's go ahead and pray. Father Avinu Makeno, once again we come to you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Torah. We pray you will please bless us um, to and, and bless us by helping us to learn, giving us minds to remember and retain your word. Um, and Lord, we want to thank you for the freedom that we have in this country to worship you and the freedom to gather together and even the freedom to have buildings that, whose main purpose is for worshiping you. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We don't take that for granted. At the same time, Lord, we just pray for the current situation that's happening in the Ukraine and uh, the, just the, the, the battle, the warfare that's going on. Lord, uh, we pray that there will be peace, but not, uh, not just for the sake of peace. We pray that there will be peace and justice for the Ukrainian people and justice for Ukraine, Lord. And that this attack on them uh, will not only be slowed and repelled, but Lord, that um, there will be a realization within the Russian leadership, Lord, that this is not the right way to go about doing things. Lord, there are some things that have already happened that cannot be taken back, but we know that you can still bring uh, um, a peace to this, a cessation. Lord, um, just as one of the presidents, uh, President Zelensky said today, that Putin might be able to 
overcome Ukraine, but he can't run from God. He can't run from God. He can't hide from God. And, and so, Father, I thank you for a man that is bringing that truth out, bringing that truth out. And I just pray that you will work on the side of, of what's right in this and bring this to a quick uh, end. Uh, Father, thank you once again for your love and your goodness. We pray in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, amen. Yevarecha kadonai vayishmarecha Yeir adonai panavilecha vehunecha Yisahadonai panavilecha Vyasemlecha Shalom the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sarha Shalom. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great week and may you have shalom and also um, may you have joy. And as we look to God, as we read his Torah and as we serve Yeshua, the Messiah. Thank you. Shalom.